All right, time to see what's going on in Apple Home news this week. Oh, very cool. Matter got its first update. Okay, it looks like Yale users have a new app. And it looks like the Wemo Smart Plug Mini 2 has a security flaw. Right on, no biggie. They can just release a security patch and everything's copacetic. Wait, what? They're just not going to do anything about it leaving customers up the creek? What a bunch of bozos. All right, well, let's see if there's any other news from companies that maybe aren't evil. Greetings, Internet. My name is Dustin, and this is the My Home Kid Home Podcast. And here we look at the smart home with an Apple home and accessibility focus. In this week's episode, Matter has released the very first update to their specification, but it's not exactly something that you're probably going to get excited about. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yale users also have a new app that they need to migrate over to before June 30th. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. Then we have some new product news from Govi, and then we'll wrap up today's episode talking about one of my very favorite smart home manufacturers, Wemo, and a recent security patch that they are maybe going to be rolling out. We'll talk more about that. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, if you're enjoying the My Home Kit Home podcast, do me a favor and give us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way to helping us grow, and I definitely appreciate it. Now, to start things off, I thought I'd give you guys an update on my experience with the Akara G4 Smart Video Doorbell. I recently got it installed and set up in HomeKit, and I thought I'd give you my thoughts. Now, ahead of a full review, I thought I'd give you guys some hot takes because they don't exactly fall in line with what a lot of others are saying about this video doorbell. Now, first up is setup and installation, and I have to say this was flawless. I was kind of expecting there to be some issues, you know, considering that you have the indoor module and the outdoor module, and I thought maybe there would be some issues there, but everything connected and, you know, the outdoor module was recognized almost immediately, and so everything went very smoothly there. Now, in terms of the physical installation, I am going for the battery-powered option, which we'll see how that goes in the long term, and so definitely stay tuned for that one, but actually getting this thing installed was pretty easy and that's coming from a blind guy who actually had to drill into the concrete on the outside of my house to get it installed. Now I do have one complaint about it and that the screws that are included are pretty weak and pretty small and there's only two of them. It doesn't instill a ton of confidence that someone isn't going to just come up with a screwdriver or a hammer or even a crowbar and just pry this thing off the wall. Now it does have the feature, the tamper feature, but this only happens when you take the doorbell off of its base, not the base off of the wall. So that's something that you'll definitely want to keep in mind there. I think Acura could definitely improve upon this by adding at least two more screws to the base to make it more secure. My second gripe up to this point didn't actually occur to me until my mother-in-law stopped by. She rang the doorbell and all of the HomePods chimed as they should, but she ended up knocking on the door because she wasn't sure if the doorbell actually worked or not because the outdoor module doesn't have an actual chime to it. It does have an LED, but I opted to turn that off in an effort to save on battery life. But at the same time, it, it's a doorbell. You should be able to hear it. You should get some sort of audible response letting you know that you actually rang the doorbell. For me anyway, this is a fairly big fumble on Acura's part. The outdoor module obviously has a speaker for the two-way audio, so adding a little audible chime to let you know that you rang the doorbell just seems like a no-brainer to me. 
I even went through the app and all of the settings and there's just nothing there. This does seem to me that this is something that can be added through a firmware update in the future. So Acura, if you're listening, please add a chime to the outdoor module whenever the button is pressed. Now, there are two ways that you can actually get around this, but neither one of them I actually care for all that much. The first is just to use the standard default doorbell chime as it is and make sure that you put it somewhere close to the door so that it can be heard from the outside. The second option is to set up an automation in the Acara Home app that plays a tone on the indoor module anytime the button is pressed. Again, this is very, very similar, but it's slightly different. Now, this does work, but for me, it's not ideal because I'm a little obsessive and would prefer that there only be one tone played whenever somebody rings the doorbell. But because of this issue, I do have to have the indoor module make some sort of chime along with the home pods in order to let us know that the doorbell has been rung. Again, not ideal. I would prefer that it just be one single tone, but it is what it is, at least for now. Now, the last little bit I want to talk about has to do with the GeForce connectivity. And in my experience, it hasn't been all that great. Now, the first 24 hours, everything worked swimmingly. I was getting all of my notifications through HomeKit, but then out of the blue, it just disconnected from HomeKit and actually disconnected from the Acara Home app as well, and I had to restart the indoor module in order to get everything back up and running. But once I did this, it stopped responding in the Apple Home app, but did respond in the Acara Home app. I have no idea what's going on there. Now, over the next couple of days, I didn't fuss with it very much, but I did notice that I wasn't receiving notifications whenever someone rang the doorbell, nor were my HomePods chiming. So I jumped into the Acara Home app and looked at it there, and everything was responding as it should, but it was showing as non-responsive in Apple's Home app. So this tells me that there's some sort of disconnect between the G4 and HomeKit itself. Now, I am assuming this can be fixed through some software or firmware updates later on, down the line, but this is definitely something you'll want to be aware of. Now, I can say that in the last two days that I've been testing it, everything seems to have kind of worked itself out and settled down, but this is definitely something you'll want to be aware of, and I'll keep monitoring this as I continue my review. And as I continue to test it, I will be updating on social media, so definitely follow us on your preferred platform at My Home Kit Home. Now, before we get into the news and speaking of Acura, this Sunday I should have a video coming out all about the Acura G3 Camera Hub, and I will be doing a giveaway, so definitely tune in for that one. I'll leave a link in the show notes once the video goes live. Alright, so now on to the news, and let's start by talking about the very first Matter update. Last week, the Matter 1.1 update was released to not much fanfare, and rightfully so. In a nutshell, Matter 1.1 brings some bug fixes and tweaks that end users aren't likely to notice. Something of note, though, is that there seem to be some improvements to what Matter calls intermittently connected devices. These are devices like sensors, buttons, and door locks that are battery-powered and aren't constantly sending messages. This should improve situations where devices are showing as offline or unresponsive when they're just simply not active. Other than this, the Matter 1.1 update really seems to focus on making the validation and certification process more streamlined for manufacturers and developers. Now, my cynicism tells me that this is just to entice more manufacturers to join the alliance and pay those sweet, sweet membership dues, and although this may be true, I do think that ultimately it's going to push the standard forward. 
The CSA has stated that they intend to update the standard twice yearly and that they are currently working on the next update, which should bring more device types and features. But for now, this is what we get. If you want to read it yourself, I left a link to the press release from the CSA in the show notes. In other Matter news, Govi has released their M1 light strip, making it their very first Matter-compatible product. We first heard about this light strip back at CES as a partnership with Google, but since it is a Matter over Wi-Fi device, it will work with Apple Home as well. The M1 is an RGB IC light strip with apparently 50 addressable LED zones, which is cuttable and expandable up to 5 meters. Now, the important thing to note with this product is that Govi does have a couple of other light strips that are called M1, but only the 2 meter base kit works over matter. Shane Watley mentioned in his video, which I'll link in the show notes, that Govi is offering a free matter upgrade controller for existing M1 light strip customers, which is really awesome and in fact something that Govi just didn't have to do, so I really commend them for that. The Govi M1 Lightstrip with Matter is available on Amazon in the US for $59.99 and I left a link in the show notes if you're interested. We reported during our CES coverage that Yeelight was looking to dip their toes into the Matter pool and after a very successful launch with their Yeelight Cubes modular lamp, it looks like they are now poised to bring Matter compatibility to the Yeelight Pro Hub. While you're probably unfamiliar with this particular product from Yeelight, their Pro line does offer more professional lighting, sensors, and controllers which primarily connect over Bluetooth. Now, we don't have a ton of information on the specifics of this matter rollout. I left a link to the original article in the show notes if you're interested in learning more. Apparently, this has been a known thing for some time now, but it looks like Yale users will be forced to migrate over to a brand new app, and this includes myself. Users of the Yale Access app are being instructed to download the new Yale Home app and log in with their existing Yale Access credentials in order to complete the migration. Users have until June 30th to make the switch or risk being locked out of their devices until they do so. Once the owner of the device has switched over, any associated users will then be informed that they too need to make the switch. Now, the email I received did state that third-party integrations like Google, Amazon, Philips Hue, etc. would need to reconnect these integrations through the new Yale Home app or the integrations app itself, but they made no mention of Apple Home. Now, I did try to download the Yale Home app and switch over and see what the process was like for Apple Home users, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to actually download the app. It wasn't available in my region, which is the U.S. Now, I did reach out to Yale about this, and it turns out that the new Yale Home app is exclusively for users outside of the U.S. and Canada. So, American and Canadian Yale users will continue to use the same Yale Access app. All right, and that brings us to our last story, which is about my favorite smart home brand, Wemo. It seems that security research firm Sternum recently found a vulnerability with the Wemo Smart Plug Mini V2 released in 2019. Wes Davis of The Verge reports that essentially a hacker can gain remote access to the smart plug by using a community-built app and then go in and change the name of the device to something with more than 30 characters, which then allows them to input commands remotely. Now, I'm not going to try to claim that I completely understand everything that's going on here, but one thing is very clear to me. Once Sternum reported the flaw to Wemo, they simply stated that they would not be addressing the issue since the plug was nearing the end of its life cycle, and this is what really pisses me off. 
First, the device is less than five years old. Now, I don't expect smart home devices to last forever, but we should at least be able to expect five years out of a device before having to toss it. It's still on the market for fuck's sake. Secondly, this statement says a lot about what Wemo really thinks about its customers who spend their hard-earned money to buy one of their products. It's really a slap in the face. They could have at least offered a refund or a replacement, but no, you're just up shit's creek. Now, since Wes's original article, and I don't know if it's because of it, but Wemo has come out and said that they will be releasing a security patch for the Smart Plug Mini V2, but backtracking at this point just isn't enough for me. I want to be clear, I don't actually have issues with companies making mistakes. It happens, but what you don't do is fail to own up to the mistake and make it right the first time. Now, if you have one of these smart plugs, it is advised that you isolate it from the internet or at the very least any Wi-Fi networks that are also shared by any phones or computers that you have. Of course, ideally you would want to have separate networks for your smart home and your general use devices, but this isn't always possible. Now, personally, I would immediately remove it from your Wemo app and network, perform a factory reset and then take a f***ing hammer to it vowing to never ever buy another Wemo product again. But that's just me. Alright, well now that my blood pressure is sufficiently through the roof, I think that's a good stopping place for today. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on everything that we talked about in today's episode. Follow us on social media and YouTube at My Home Kid Home. Check out the blog over at MyHomeKidHome.com and if you're enjoying the show, give us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. I definitely appreciate it. Well, thanks for listening to the end and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Take care.